0: If you pay, then you don't have to. You don't have to do the fill up.
1: No, if you pay, you fill it up.
0: Oh, you. She, pay, pay, she oh, paid that's... for
1: most of it on the way here when we drove, but usually back in Toronto, like we'll just alternate.
0: Um, you you are in California.
1: Yep, in Oakley but right you... now, but training in Oakland right now, also.
0: Oh wow! Don't tell me you're making that commute every day.
1: We are, but that's how much she loves her gym and her community. There, she wouldn't go anywhere else. She's at wow, Endgame Athletics.
0: Oh, who owns that?
1: Who owns that? Uh, Arnie, I think. Guy named oh, Arnie. Okay, There who's her, is an, who's her coach?
0: Okay, there is a gym, and there are some incredible gyms in Oakland. I don't remember this lady's last name. She was a firefighter and she was a games athlete going back to I want to say two thousand seven and eight. And I think she has a gym in Oakland. And I think her first name is Tamara Tamara.
1: Not familiar. Doesn't ring a bell.
0: And maybe she competed a few years, a few years after that too. Did you visit any other gyms in Oakland?
1: Uh, No, I went to Cal Strength. So Cal Strength does my um, Olympic lifting program. So I jumped into uh, their gym the other day. I'll go there actually tomorrow uh, to go lift. Uh, Other than that, we'll just be training outdoors, different pools or water swimming and then um and game athletics for all the crossfit stuff
2: is it is it Holmes Savon? tamara holmes oh yeah 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 2008 yeah. and 2009
0: what would you know do you know her gym in oakland
2: no i just searched the games history document i have
0: oh if you do she would she's one of the kindest most welcoming badass people i know if you guys get a chance you should go to her gym she's amazing she's probably 10 or 20 years your senior now how old are you carolyn
1: I'm 31 years young. Am
0: I Am I saying your name wrong? No,
1: nope, Carolyn, you're right.
0: And your last name is Prevost.
1: Yep. It's a silent S-T. Uh, it's French.
0: And it took me, I used to, I would say Prevost and Brian just kept laughing I, at me. And then finally I corrected myself.
1: I say Prevost a lot when people are writing it down just so they know how to write it. So I grew up saying Prevost in English.
0: And I, And you don't sound like you're from Canada.
1: <laughs> Where do I sound like I'm from?
0: Just wherever, just the Multiple states. American?
1: Yeah. No, just, I, grew, sound like I grew up in uh, Sarga, Ontario, which is like a border city to Port Huron, Michigan. My parents are from Montreal area, so we grew up speaking French, uh, me and all my sisters.
0: And uh, is, is French your first language?
1: It is. That's what I learned first. And then when you live in Ontario, you pick up English just naturally. So I learned English through sports, and that was it. I went to a French elementary, French high school went to an English university and then came back to uh, French and I'm teaching in a French school now, actually.
0: And is Alexis Canadian?
1: She's American.
0: And, and w- like what kind of American, like a real American? She's like a real she
1: American <laughs> <laughs> trying to be a Canadian, getting some, uh, visitation, uh, exempt papers and stuff like that also.
0: And, uh, <laughs> and, and where in the United States is she from?
1: Uh, are here in California?
0: Oh, so, okay. Like you said, that's her home gym. Yeah. And uh, where did she go to high school?
1: Where did I go to high school? Or no, she? Where is go-
0: she? This interview is not about you. It's about her.
1: <laughs> Alexis, where'd you go to high, uh, high school? Uh, Deer Valley High. Deer Valley High.
0: Oh, okay. I don't know where that's at. I grew up in the Bay Area. That's why, and I went to okay. high school there. And now I live in Santa Cruz. Just as you know, just I'm probably just south of you, like where you're at on your computer, but like. 70 80 90 miles yeah. um for those of you who don't know um carolyn has qualified for the crossfit games uh we crossed paths for the first time in albany i w- yeah. new york i think
1: yep 2018 tough game.
0: and i was um i was mesmerized by how well you moved and i think the only reason why you didn't qualify that year to go to the games was it was a strength issue right
1: bench press it's weird because hockey players bench like we squat and bench but just not a great movement for me like a
0: can can you imagine that saying that about CrossFit? The reason why you didn't make it to the CrossFit Games was a bench press. That's that's. I mean, it sounds
2: it sounds weird. <laughs> oh, no,
0: it's. I, an, think I mean,
1: finished like almost last in that event.
2: It's not. that It's not outside of the line of the conversation we've been having about semifinals, though. That there could just be this one movement that shows that up, and if you don't have it, you don't get through. At least in that year, everyone had to prove that movement. She didn't just randomly draw in a, a competition that had the bench press when all the others didn't.
1: Yeah, I re- i re- I read your article about that and yeah I, I was in agreement. I, I liked the process before that everyone through or went through the same test uh to get to the games. It, like as as much as it's nice for the for the semifinal um host people to create their own workouts, like it's like you start wondering where, how you would have done at different semifinals. You're like, "Oh, I'm glad I did this semifinals because these were, I don't know, gymnastics base. and there are differences with semifinals. I mean, the top top make it through regardless. Um but for those bubble athletes, it does make a difference. I find.
0: What year was that? Did you say 2015?
1: For the for the regionals.
0: Yeah, the one in Albany. What year was that?
1: Uh, 18.
0: 18. Okay. Um, do you know Brian? Have you guys ever met before?
1: Yeah, we've crossed. We actually crossed paths last year at Atlas Games, I believe, and other times probably.
0: Was he nice to you?
1: Yeah, I I just knew him as a math person, like just statistics. That's all I know
0: numbers. Yeah. You just looked at, Hey, what was my phone number again? And he just (laughs) spits it out at you. (laughs) So as I'm, as I'm going through your Instagram account today, I started having a really, really, uh, I started getting really anxious about a thought that was developing that for 15 years, people have been saying, and I've been telling them to fuck off. They don't know what they're talking about. People would say stuff like, you're not the fittest human being alive. You're the CrossFit Games champion. And I'd be like, fuck you. Greg Glassman defined fitness, and that's what it is, and that's the fittest person alive. And then a few minutes before the show started, about an hour before the show started, I called Brian, or Brian called me, I can't remember. And I said, hey, dude, this chick's a, a problem for my brain. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, she, if you go through her Instagram, she, and you see the way she moves and all the shit she can do she is a, a an argument for why the crossfit games don't crown the fittest person in the world and what i mean by that is, is there shit you can do that's not in the games mm-hmm. and it's not it's not as specialized as putting a basketball through a hoop no but man it, oh man it's you like a
1: difference move. between athlete and fitness like you can be the best athlete but it doesn't mean you're the fittest also like there's you know i've played with phenomenal athletes in different sports you give them another ball they have no idea what to do other athletes are just multi-sport and then some of them are just like fitness beasts um
0: can you dance
1: yeah i think i can dance
0: you're a good dancer
1: i think i could just like pick up stuff i'm very visual so if i see something like i can kind of pick it up except for like some stuff because this
0: is straight where my brain went i was like well shit she can she can do all the stuff to raise a family. And if she could dance, she could like seduce a mate and shit like that, that that that's an argument that you're the fittest human being alive. I mean, like for, for the, for the future of uh, humankind, you know, Um as funny as that sounds, that is where my brain went. I was like, well, man, I wonder if she can dance and sing and like do the stuff that oh, takes definitely, to, can't, like, sing.
1: definitely like peacock, can't sing like peacock,
0: like, you know, like put your feathers out. Um. So, so, so you have five sisters and you are a twin.
1: Yeah, there's two sets of twins in the family. Uh, five girls within five years of each other. So my poor parents, five <laughs> under five.
0: <laughs> and, and we're the um, youngest you you were... set of
1: twins. So it goes: oldest twins, twins, and both sets are fraternal. Don't look anything alike. My twins about a head taller than me.
0: Okay, and why did wh- um, how how old was your mom when she had? So the the so say that one more. Is are the twins the oldest?
1: Uh, nope. There's the oldest one, and then there's okay. another set of twins, and then me and my twin. Um, okay. And how old one. was
0: your mom when when she had her first baby? Let's
1: see. She's born in 1961. And I asked because women over
0: the age of 35 or are, are start dropping multiple eggs. Maybe, That's how we no, got the may, twins.
1: maybe around like 25 ish or something like that.
0: Wow. And it, is there any explanation for that? Is your mom always just dropping like two, three, four eggs? She's just, just like.
1: Just French in her. It's the French in right. us.
0: Just a baby maker. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So oh, five girls under five.
1: Yeah. Nuts.
0: Yeah, that is absolutely nuts. I would, I would love It'd be interesting to hear what your mom would say when she had the second set of twins. Because people <laughs> gasp when they have the first set of twins, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I can't do oh, yeah. it. But then the second set, you're like. Um, do you know if we're all you, Were all of you guys on purpose, you know? um, or were your parents just boning without contraception?
1: Probably. Just, um, I
0: mean, clearly they were, <laughs> but, but do you know if they were like, we, planning? She, my mom I, I'm, was
1: I'm, done I'm, after, after, I think my dad wanted a boy. And then after the side twins, they're like, okay, no, we're done. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was the young boy in the family basically for my dad played a lot of sports with him.
0: The other, the other sisters don't do that.
1: Uh, they all had, you know, they all got exposed to different sports, uh, soccer, figure skating, hockey, a little bit, ballet. Uh, they just weren't as competitive into it.
0: Um, Were you trying to please your dad?
1: No, I just loved sports. Like, I just, I, I yeah, yes. Like, you want to make him proud and you want to be, um, you know, doing well at whatever sport you're, you're doing. But I just loved moving. Like I was, I was climbing between the doors. I was climbing this big van that we had. Like I was just, climbing I saw everything. that video
0: on your Instagram of you climbing the van and the, and the adults are just chilling. Those are the yeah, most chill adults I've ever oh, seen. Yeah.
1: yeah They're just like, this is normal. <laughs> so my, yeah, I, had, that- I had so much energy. So my parents just put me in gymnastics too, which I think is the, probably the most important sport that I did growing up just to learn body awareness. I think like dancers and ballet, like ballet. Like gymnastics, body awareness is so important for kids to learn and flexibility. And um, I think that made me the athlete that I was, was that initial exposure very young to to gymnastics.
0: And and how is that? That's your first sport? Gymnastics?
1: Yeah, I was around three, I think, for gymnastics. And then I started hockey and soccer around the age of five and a half, six.
0: And, And tell me about soccer. How long did you play soccer?
1: Up until the 2019 games. Um, wow I just didn't want to play that summer Because that was my very first CrossFit Games And I was like, okay, I don't want to risk any injuries Let's just train for um, Train for, for the games Like up until that point, it was always three sports Basically, it was hockey in the winter Soccer in the summer And then one individual sport That was all year round Which was CrossFit at that point
0: Did, Have you had surgery on your knees? Have you had any knee surgery?
1: Nope Wow I, the only major injuries I had in all of my sports: uh, two MCLs, like grade two in hockey, just teammates that fell on the outside of my knee, and then an ankle, a high ankle sprain, also in hockey.
0: Interesting. Wow, that's incredible. And then so so, I, I want to talk, ask you one more question about soccer, and then and then move on to f- figure out where CrossFit came in. Would you say that soccer is? I know you said that gymnastics is like one of the most important things to get your kids mm-hmm. into, but how important would you say is soccer? Because Avi's playing tennis and his tennis coach said, you got to get him into soccer right now. And ever since I met Miko Salo in 2009, I kind of had this whole, you know, I, I had this, I started building an idea of what soccer really does for a human being in terms of just building up their metabolic capacity. And then at any moment you want, you can just transfer, you can start training any other sport and transfer that metabolic capacity.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I think there's different positions in soccer that can get your metabolic uh, capacity a little bit better. Like your midfielders. I was a striker. So for me, it was sprint, recover, sprint, recover. If you're thinking about like an outside midfielder or like center mid that's going all the way. Like they're running constantly, like they're at a lower intensity, but they're everywhere on the field. Um, so I guess it depends on the position. But, I you know, every sport that I've done, I've learned you know, so much like hand-eye coordination, uh, agility in soccer, learning how to cut. Uh, it was, you know, it's funny, you, you go to the games and there's like suicide sprint events and then like there was like the those cones and you can just tell right away. Like I was looking at people in the warm-ups and you can tell who was an athlete and not like some people had no idea how to how to turn around like t- around a cone. And I was like, wow, like they just didn't grow up. They just grew up running straight lines, like maybe track, but you don't learn. How it cut unless you're doing some kind of soccer, rugby, um, some kind of agility sport. I always, I always thought, that, yeah,
2: I always thought that was uh missing from just general CrossFit programming. Everything is linear or horizontal.
1: They're linear. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that I find it misses too,
2: or
0: it doesn't miss Brian too much. Played, but Brian played collegiate soccer. Do
2: you have any surgeries, Brian? No. Nope. How, how are your knees? No knees are fine. I I broke my ankle one time, but that was it.
0: Damn, I I I feel like uh, it's kind of strange because I feel like that's like really, really common. Like you can just go up to any collegiate level female soccer player and be like, pull your pants up, look at her knees and bam, you'll see the lines.
1: A lot of knee surgeries for I find soccer and uh, basketball uh, for females. I think, well, we're more prone to ACL tears as females, I think, with the angle of our hips and stuff like that. Um, I've read that before.
0: So, do you know who Joe Westerlin is? No. He he's he's a he's a uh, he was a strength and conditioning coach at maybe Nebraska. I don't know. I can't remember where. But and and then he's also on the L one team. I think he's a Flow Master on the CrossFit L one team. And he has some fascinating thoughts on that about basically if you have good ankle flexion, and I think he said good ankle flexion and good squatting. If you had people squat from a young age, below parallel. And good ankle flexion, in my opinion, that means just not putting shoes on your kid early, that that those would vanish, that those injuries in the knee would vanish. Anyway, it's fascinating. Maybe. If you ever get a chance to talk to them. Yeah. Um, and I'll plug the L1 anytime I can, <laughs> especially the, the great trainers who are in it. They are so, great. So um, you took your L1?
1: I have my L2. Yeah. I, I'd like to oh, take it. I'd like to eventually take my L3 too. I mean, I I teach uh, a fitness class on my high school and uh, I expose my kids to to CrossFit and to the all the the nine find out foundational movements. Like I, I love everything about CrossFit. Like I don't make them do like butterfly pull ups and stuff, but they love like they love CrossFit. They're they're at my lunchtime hour, like knocking on my on my door, asking if I can train them at lunch after school. Everything. It's great. Oh, that's
0: cool. Do do they know what a freak you are? Do you put on little like like demonstrations for them? Like just like.
1: No, like they when don't. I'm at when I'm at school, if I teach any phys ed or fitness class, like you will rarely, rarely see me participate. I think in my seven years of teaching, I may have jumped in less than ten times and like probably more than like like maybe five. It's not my time to move, it's their time. Like I, I used to hate when I, I would see gym class teachers hopping in and it, well the other kids are on the bench. Like it's not your time to be moving. Right. Like I want them to, to move. Like I'll only jump in um like for some sports, if like there's a few kids missing and then all of a sudden, like there's like two, like there's, they're just out of breath. Or if, or if there's a kid that has like no one challenging them for a certain sport and I feel like I can give them a little bit of a whooping, then.
0: Yeah, teach them a lesson. I, I don't <laughs> mean, ju- <laughs> I don't mean jump in, but like that, but I mean like, um, like as you're setting up the hurdles, you do a one legged jump over it and the whole class is like, what? And you just do it casually, like, oh shit, did you see Miss Prevo?
1: uh no i don't go i don't go too crazy with them um
0: oh you need to i, I used to love going to the clarinet practice and the teacher would play for like the first 30 seconds on the clarinet and i'd be like holy shit this is amazing
1: If but if i find that some one of my like athletes like can do something like i'll try to teach them like different scaled versions of stuff and just kind of like where to progress and they'll all often ask questions on how to develop you know single leg power and stuff like that so it's cool it's really cool to work with um with the, like, like that young high school population, you can really mold them.
0: Did, were you Are you a PE teacher or you're another teacher and you just do this at lunchtime?
1: Uh, I teach math and science grade nine and 10. Uh, and then normally one phys ed class, which it can either be like a fitness class or phys ed. So you teach like three classes out of like four periods in the day. One period is like your lesson prep time, which some, like it can be corrections and stuff. But what I'm like really organized. I'll try to use that time to go and work out. Uh, but yeah, normally well, one math, one science and school, one phys ed. Yeah. At the school? Yeah. You should see the oh. gym. I, they, do, do, gave, they gave me the budget for it. We, we got into a brand new facility uh, and they're like, here's the money, do the orders. Like they were expecting a bunch of machines and everything. And it's so much cheaper when you're doing functional fitness. Like I got a rig in there. It's a CrossFit gym. I got it affiliated.
0: And does it? Oh, that's sweet. What's the name of it?
1: CrossFit Gage.
0: And do they do, do any of the teachers or anyone like come in like they get, get a drink of water or like,
1: yeah, a few of them te- make
0: <laughs> out and they see you working out
1: <laughs> a few of the teachers uh, definitely use it to work out. I'm, I'm currently trying to get a couple of the teachers to do their L1s um, in a few years. I mean, I would like for it to kind of develop into an after school program, um, you know, keep the kids moving as much as possible. Right now, while my focus is a lot more like on myself and training for the CrossFit Games, it's hard to to give back as much as I'd like. So I'd like for other teachers to kind of come in and uh, be able to take over for a few years.
0: So you work full time as a teacher and train for the CrossFit Games. Yes, sir. That pretty much sums up your life. (laughs) And hockey. And hockey. You're still doing the hockey. It's when you told me when you told me that in Albany that you played hockey. I was just like, I was just blown away that you had multiple avenues of expression for your movement because it just. Do you think if you didn't do hockey, you'd be better at CrossFit?
1: I mean, at this point I can quit hockey for sure. And then I focus on, on CrossFit, but I think growing up, like hockey made me have certain strengths in CrossFit and CrossFit has also made me a better hockey player. Um, The ability to just recover on the ice. Like if you're stuck on the ice for a long time and then, you know, you're icing the puck, I don't know if you know anything about hockey, but you can't get a change. And then you're having to stay on the ice. Like when you train, like you get a few seconds to recover and it's like, okay, go again. And like, you'll see some my teammates sometimes be super tired and it just takes me a few seconds. And I feel um, I feel better and just stronger on my legs, like stronger on my skates. Sorry for like skating and stuff like that. Um, and that came from. Cross why net.
0: not? Gi- why not give up teaching and hockey and and go all in on the games?
1: There's no money. There's no money. I don't understand. <laughs> I, have a,
0: yes,
1: I have a I have mean, a I have a career can argue that um, mm-hmm. it's not guaranteed money. You know, you, it takes one, look at Sarah Sigmund's daughter this year. Like, you know, she gets injured and her, her year is done. Like she's got sponsorship, but there's only certain athletes, a small group of them that really have sponsorships that can make a full-time living out of CrossFit. Um, a lot of them are more American. Uh, I find the Canadians have a little tougher time jumping into that sponsorship market that, um, for some reason. Um, but it's just, you know, you see a lot of people, you know, quitting their jobs, not going to school, to go full-time, which I mean, it's, and they're only, they only get that opportunity for some time. But for me, I just can't give up um, a career for, uh, for something that, you know, it's not guaranteed money. I got bills when to pay. When did you start?
0: <laughs> yeah. When did you start martial arts?
1: When I was nine, I quit gymnastics. Um, it was too much for my parents. Like they wanted me to switch to an English school uh, to, so that would have to switch from my from, from the, the French school I was going in my sister's class. Obviously, we're twins. They want me to go in English school so they could pick me up before and after school. And, I, and then they also wanted me to basically quit hockey and soccer and focus on gymnastics. And my parents were like, no, like you need to do as many sports as you want. Um, so quit gymnastics. And within a week, I was going around town with my dad and we saw. Uh, Blue Water Taekwondo Club that had boxing, jiu-jitsu, just a bunch of martial arts there. Um, walked into that gym and then just fell in love with fighting.
0: And it's funny how you call it fighting. Um, well, it, it speaks you, volumes you do- about your, char- your character and who you are. <laughs> you,
1: you can do Taekwondo and you can advance in your belts without being necessarily a great fighter. You can be very good at your patterns or I think people call them katas and karate or other um, martial arts, but like I enjoyed, I mean, I did enjoy that very much, but I also enjoyed sparring.
0: And Just like the adrenaline you do, that you get. How long did you do a taekwondo for? Uh,
1: up until I went to university. I w that was my favorite sport. Um, they don't have scholarships for it. So I had to choose hockey or soccer. And, uh, and then I, I thought my best chance at uh, making the Olympics at that point was hockey, so I chose hockey. It was going to pay for my schooling. Um, so at that point, I gave up Taekwondo, uh, but I, that was definitely my love. Uh, I loved it.
0: And did you make it up to a black belt?
1: Yep, fourth-degree fourth black belt.
0: Wow. Holy cow. <laughs> and there, um, do you remember your first tournament, your first sparring tournament?
1: Yep. Yeah. How old uh, were you? Uh, nine. Like I, I was white belt and they were putting me against the girls and it, I just was destroying them. Like, just like doubles, like, and you weren't allowed to kick to the face. And I was, and then I was getting DQ'd and then eventually my coach, he took my white belt and gave me a black belt. He goes, you can't fight in the white belt division because all the girls were getting scared. So he gave me a fake black belt to fight at all these competitions. And then I would go back to my normal belt and training, but it just made no sense for me to fight against these young nine-year-old, 10-year-old girls that, I mean, they were beginners. I was a beginner, but I was so athletic and so fast that it just, it, it wasn't too good for some of them. Um,
0: There's the video on your, on the Instagram. Maybe Ryan can find it. it. How old were you in that video where the girl get kicks in the head, kicked in the head? And is uh, that not legal what you did there?
1: No, it's legal. Uh,
0: it is legal. Oh. She,
1: I think it was like 16 or 17 um oh you're that thing, old in that video yeah I think it was 16 maybe uh that was provincials okay. so I had I had already fought that girl like not that long ago and my coach goes whatever you do don't kick her in the head don't make her like quit the sport like he literally told me that before the fight she got a small point on me and like back then like I wouldn't get a lot of points scored on me, and it just like I just got so mad. And then we were both look, looking at each other and I could see that she was looking at my eyes. So then I looked down at the ground briefly. She looked down and then my leg went up. It was perfect. But then I, I got in trouble a little bit after because <laughs> I wasn't supposed I mean, to do I that. <laughs> mean,
0: The, um, the, the, at the end of the video, you can see people rushing out there to tend to her. Was she okay?
1: Yeah. I think just the, the bone maybe.
0: And her, and her pride. <laughs>
1: I, I felt that like, I didn't like doing that. I just, once you're in the ring, like it's just different. Like after I cried, like I felt so bad and like, I don't you mean want, after you
0: did that, you cried, you kicked yeah. in the face and I started crying oh, that's in the, good. in
1: the, in the stands. Like I, it
0: like, shows something. <laughs>
1: like, I like, I, I didn't like doing it, but when you're in the heat of the moment, like you just forget about stuff and you just like, they're trying to kill you as much as you're trying to kill them. And it's just part of the game. Um, I mean that part's not like fun seeing someone like get knocked out or injured.
0: What is your Instagram? It's cprevo27. C it so cprevost 27 If you're if you're yeah. watching this right now, then you should probably <laughs> if you're watching it live. You shouldn't pause it. But if you're watching it after it's been recorded, you should pause it and look at
2: that. It, you won't be disappointed. So hold on, seven, seven. Does, where does, does that? Um... Yes. Oh, we can we can ask that after you ask this question. Basically I wanted to know if that, no, that like ahead. killer go instinct, ahead. that switch that you can't, you know, get in the ring and it just kind of happens, if and how that, you know, carries over into CrossFit when you're competing.
1: I think so. I th- I martial arts is a different beast. Like the mental aspect that you like for training and everything, and it's just that killer instinct, like when it's like go time like you just get in a different mindset and it's just like the suffering and dur- during workouts and stuff like that um it's just different like i i absolutely love any type of martial arts like not just type i know like i'm a big fan of uh like ufc boxing jiu-jitsu um anything I, ju- I just find that they're they're some of the fittest athletes in the world like being able to like wrestle or uh, or grapple with people for minutes like that takes so much fitness um it's pretty cool to see some of the Crossfitters and other athletes are doing a lot of boxing these days and they're kind of getting an eye opener. They think that they're in shape and then they go to boxing and and others. And they're like, Holy crap. Like I'm out of shape or it's just a different type of shape. Like for me, when I was in shape for Taekwondo, I was in shape for any sport. I could be in shape for hockey. It didn't mean I was in shape for soccer. I could be in shape for soccer. It didn't mean, but when I was in shape for martial arts, you're, you know, you're in shape. Like that's, that's when I knew that's when I knew I was at peak form when i was like being being able to do rounds and not getting as tired like you know you're in fit like you're fit there i, mi- you know, I jo- miss i um, missed that training
0: Sp- Sp- i remember Spieler saying one time many years ago that he likes crossfit and it, i'm i'm paraphrasing here he likes crossfit more than wrestling and it, or it's easier than wrestling i can't remember what word to use and i said why is that and he said cuz in wrestling the entire time someone's trying to stop you from what you're trying to do and in crossfit no one's stopping you true all just you and then recently josh said um josh bridges is training for a boxing match against jacob heppner Heppner, and he basically says he has to stop and rinse his shorts out like mid-practice
3: and then at the end he can
0: rinse them out equally a lot and i'm like it wasn't like that in crossfit and he's like no no it was no actually it wasn't (laughs) you know like he was about to say yeah and he's like actually no i didn't sweat that much
1: it's and you know he
0: wasn't cutting it short in his crossfit training
1: no he's did you ever wrestle um, I would watch some of the wrestling there. Um, I didn't do it. Like I trained boxing a lot. Like when I quit gymnastics, um, one of the things my dad said was, okay, Taekwondo is going to be great for you, but it's a lot of kicking. Like Taekwondo have like some of the best kickers in the world, but I wasn't util- like using my upper body. And in gymnastics, you're doing full body. So he wanted me to train upstairs in the boxing and use my upper body too. So I didn't lose out on the strength that I was, that I got from gymnastics. So I would often, you know, do a few hours of Taekwondo, go upstairs and just shadow box. They they wanted me to to fight upstairs like at, for boxing, but I never did that.
0: Would you ever Would you ever consider taking jiu-jitsu or wrestling? Oh yeah, now picking it up. Yeah, Would you like jiu jitsu
1: Probably not. Um, not at this age, probably not. But I, I like an, any time. I just don't want to get hit in the head. Yeah, <laughs> any time. <laughs> Um, I go back home to my hometown in Sarnia. I will always make time to go to the Taekwondo club and kick around. Um, and even now, like I, like I'll I'll go and kick around and it's just like, I feel so out of shape. It's just a different, different type of fitness.
0: What's your hometown? Narnia? You're from Narnia? Yeah. That's what I thought you said. Narnia. That's cool. I I, I thought that was a a fictitious place.
1: (laughs) It's a border city. It's about an hour from Detroit.
0: Oh, don't try to make it better. That's worse. Border <laughs> town near Detroit. Um. So, uh, wh- where does CrossFit come in? Wh- wh- how did you stumble upon this this easy activity after training so hard your whole life?
1: So, in um, went to school in Madison, Wisconsin, where the games are. Um, graduated on a hockey
0: scholarship, right?
1: Yep, hockey scholarship,
0: and. And did you guys win some sort of championship? There's a picture of you guys sitting around a trophy. Yeah, we
1: have two national championships, and then my senior year, we lost in the finals to Minnesota, the Gophers. Um, actually, Wisconsin just won this past year. They're 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 a really good team. Like we have, we're full I, I full hate of Olympians. Gophers, by the way, oh, same here. I hate Great.
0: Gophers. I hate Gophers. Great. It's the only animal I hate. so annoying. Anyway, go on, sorry. Oh, they suck. Uh,
1: so I, at that point, I was part of the um, national under twenty two plus development team uh, for for hockey, and I also was at a lot of the senior um, senior camps. So they had they had made a bunch of cuts, and they were preparing to centralize a team for the Olympics uh, in twenty fourteen, which was the Sochi Olympics, and within that group of players, they took a, so they take a few extra players that they centralized. They train there for the year and then basically cut down to the team. So I was in that pool of players that were like bubble players. Um,
0: for what country would you have played team Canada? Okay.
1: Um, and then I ended up not, not getting picked for that centralization team. So at that point I'm 20, 23 years old. um, so they basically say, you're 20, 23 years old. We can't guarantee you that in four years, you're going to be on this national team. We're probably going to be developing the younger girls. We understand if you want to move on with your life, et cetera, et cetera. So I was like, all right. That's honest. Yeah. So, I mean, I was like, okay, close that book. Um, you know, you're, you're not getting Hockey Canada's strength and conditioning program anymore because you're basically out of the program. I'm no longer... Uh, Wisconsin Badger. So I'm not really getting their strength and conditioning. Um, I had heard about CrossFit through a few people that were like, you should do CrossFit with all of the stuff that you've done. And then I, in my hometown, there was um, a family that is very good at CrossFit, was very good. Um, uh, Christina Ndali, she was one of the top players or uh, athletes before in, in, the, in CrossFit. She's really close to making it to the games the one year. I think just one spot out. Hold on a
0: second, Carolyn. That's not your place to say if she was any good, Brian. What, what's her name? Christina. Christina Delly Delly. Is,
1: She finished third. Was she
0: any, was she any good? The Carolyn's like, oh, just she's <laughs> swerving out of her lane into your lane, Brian. I let her finish.
1: She she think. was third one year at the Canada at the Canada one, and then they only took two instead of three. Um, so she was good. So she was from my hometown. I did Taekwondo and gymnastics with their family. So I went to the CrossFit gym there in Sarnia, and right away I was like. This is awesome. Because as an athlete, I had never specialized in a sport. Like I was still playing soccer in the summer, um playing hockey obviously and like when I found out that CrossFit was like basically a general fitness and you don't have to be the fastest, but you don't have to be this, like you, you want to be basically like as you want to basically expand your the spectrum of like fitness as close to like endurance and as close to strength as possible. Like I love that. And it's just challenging. Um, I had to work on a bunch of things, and I just thought that that was cool. like it was different every day. like it wasn't boring and repetitive, and I like that, so just no I, I like
0: how you're wearing the California um strength shirt. did you just buy that today?
1: No, I got that <laughs> um, about a year ago, probably.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, you've been down here before to train there?
1: No, no,
0: oh, you just had the shirt. yeah um, so you talked you mentioned something a second ago that interests me. You said that. You were training with, what was the, the development team had a strength program?
1: Well, every, every national team, uh, will send you kind of like strength and conditioning programming. It's just a general program for the team, or you can kind of, you can do your university program or like team Canada program. Um,
0: and how did that compare to CrossFit? Were they doing it all wrong?
1: No, like it's fine. It's just, it's sports specific, right? So it's a lot of like hip flexor strengthening, um, which I find like you almost like overuse those those muscles so much in the sport anyways, like you need to be standing up more, you know, not be in that flex position that we're in <laughs> all day. No, um, oh, it's great. It's still great training. Um, just CrossFit's different. Like it's a lot more circuit based, uh, a lot more higher intensity, but I, I've been finding that a lot of the athletes are starting to do CrossFit more. Like they used to make fun of it and they used to be like, Oh, it's dumb. But then they start doing it and they're like, Oh, this is CrossFit. I was like, yeah. So a lot of them are actually choosing to do CrossFit now, um, to get fitter for their sports, which is cool.
0: Were you heartbroken when you didn't make the team?
1: For sure. Like you, as a female athlete, we don't have professional sports. Like unless you're a very good tennis player or golf player, like you dream about going to the Olympics. That's all you dream about. Um, for males, they don't even dream about the Olympics for half the time. Like They want to play NFL, NHL, MLB. NBA, like they're, they're dreaming professional sports. Like for us, it's the Olympics for females. It's every four years, like that's where you want to go to. Um, so for me, I had different avenues and it's like, I always look back on like, what if I stuck with Taekwondo instead? Like, what if I went this way? Like, what if I actually specialized in, in a sport versus doing three my whole life, but it is what it is. And then when I found CrossFit, like that became my new Olympics. Like that became my new goal um, to try to make it there because that that door had closed for the Hockey Olympics. And then I was like, OK, um, you know, need to find something else to kind of change my mind. Like a lot of female athletes or just athletes in general come become very depressed and kind of lost after university when you're when you're done and you're entering the real world, the real world. Um, and for me, CrossFit saved me like it just gave me that team community aspect like that you miss like when you're on a team you work out with them they're your family then all of a sudden you found yourself going to a global gym where you're by yourself like you're lost you're doing it by yourself and then the crossfit gym you all of a sudden you're it's like oh it's like being a team like you're doing it together so i just fell in love with the community part of it first
0: i i've often said that crossfit is where professional athletes go to die and and you know what that i realized what a sexist comment that is because And and I have no problem with being sexist, um, as everyone knows and loves to say. Um, But really, it's for males; it's where it's where professional athletes go to die. And for females, it's like it is a professional Mm -hmm. sport and it is hope. And I don't even mean that in a negative way, where they go to die. You have someone like Jason Hopper, who's so fucking talented, but he was playing wide receiver or whatever, and he was just too short, you know. And then he parlayed all that skill to CrossFit. So part of it's kind of just me being. No, but Aggre- aggressive dick. But for you, this is it, it's it's a mistake to say it's where female athletes go to die. It's where female athletes go to thrive. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's just like, like it's just that that's like my like my new Olympics like goal. It's like going to the world championship. Like that's what you want to get to. Um, yeah, we don't. We don't. It's we always have the, the, same the same prize
0: money. money. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. That's awesome. Like, right. Like when I when I found cross, I was like, this is amazing. Like the girls are getting paid the same as guys. We're doing the same workouts. It's like it's just cool. Like it's just like same
0: media. Yeah. Same attention. It's, same. It's it's
1: the, and that's not the case for, you know, my my hockey, um, you know, we're like the visibility is just not there. It's popular at the Olympics, like the Winter Olympics, the, the female final like usa versus canada is one of the most watched events of the winter olympics and then after that they go and play in these leagues and then no one comes and watches you don't know about them they're not talked about like on twitter there's they're not really on tv much uh so it's just such a different reality from crossfit which i found was just like equal and i was like wow like
0: do 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 girls fight in hockey
1: no we're not really allowed to like guys will get like a five minutes and get back on the ice like for girls like we'll get like Game mis- misconducts.
0: <laughs> no shit. It's,
1: it's so dumb.
0: And, and let me tell you, that's why it's not marketable.
1: <laughs> I, I think it's I mean, all, I, at, I, the problem I mean, too. The
0: only, high, only thing I know about hockey is just like, but, it, like something that goes viral on Instagram where a dude gets punched in the face. The problem too so,
1: is the masks, right? Like we wear a full cage when guys play. So it's hard to recognize the players. You can't relate to them as much. When you see the sports that are doing well, soccer, you can see the body, you can see the face basketball you can see the face all of a sudden you have a bunch of equipment and a mask it's not as marketable in this society of (laughs) of uh so the
0: girls are more covered up than the boys even
1: yeah because the guys have the the visors for a lot of the girls some of them are wearing like the visor but then still has part of a cage or like a black cage so it's just harder to see them you'll see like the ponytail at the back and that's basically it
0: I guess another way to look at it is is why don't they make those same rules for the guys? Like, why not just shut the guys down and be like, hey, you can't be fighting anymore. And, and we know why. Because it will make the sport less marketable, right?
1: Yeah, people like to see it.
0: Yeah, people want to see. Yeah. I mean, same thing with auto racing. I'm sure it's, it's different, but like… Auto racing, like the only auto racing I see is when there's a crash. Or like, the, I didn't even know the Tour de France was going on until that lady knocked out all those dudes <laughs> with the sign. the sign. That was awesome. That was the whole awesome. Did you see that? Yeah,
1: the whole peloton. Yeah,
0: was awesome. Oh, look at oh, you're an no. athlete. I'm like, she knocked over the bicyclers, and you're like, you mean the peloton? Uh, yeah, yeah, those guys, the peloton.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, do you would you watch a lot of sports?
1: Yeah, I love sports. I I just yeah. I grew up. I would wake up in the morning before school, and I'd watch like Sports Center with my dad. Like that was like every day before school, um, we would watch. Cool. We would watch different sports. Like I just loved watching anything. Like we watched ba- like basketball. A he was lot a of horrible hockey. dad.
0: He should have never. He should have never let you watch TV. What a <laughs> horrible dad!
1: <laughs> Baseball. Like we watched everything. Um, yeah, I just like watching sports. Like I'm excited with the the Olympics coming up. I love the Summer Games. Um, all the sports that are getting broadcasted there. It's exciting to watch them.
0: Um, so, so you're doing CrossFit and, um, w- and when do you realize that how long before you realize there's something actually called the CrossFit games? Like, so you're just going and doing the movements at the gym and you're practicing the methodology. Did you, w- and, and also tell me, did you like your gym? Was it an eclectic crowd? No, It was great. Like, was there like the, was there like the fat guy and the skinny guy and the old lady and the guy in the wheelchair? Like, did you, was it like, no, it was just, Oh,
3: oh.
1: It, I, the gym was actually ha- had a lot of young members. The one that I went to there, um, but just just like any other gym. It's just a great community. People just trying to get fitter. Uh, now I train in, uh, in Toronto at CrossFit Coliseum, but it just, yeah, just like being part of, of that group. I found out about the games almost right away. Um, because I wanted to compete right away. So then once I wanted to compete, I'm like, okay, well, what's the highest step? And then it's like the CrossFit Games. I never thought it was actually a possibility, especially not with, um, all the things that I was doing, being a teacher, uh, still playing hockey at a professional level, even though we weren't really getting paid. Um, so I just didn't think it was possible. I made it to regionals my very first year, um, 2014, and then I made it every year at regionals, and I was just progressively getting like better every year. But just like any sport, it just takes time um, to kind of get the grasp of different movements, and you know, just get better. And then, but
2: also, it's would and- like competition settings. You know, each year at regionals, you you gain that experience of, oh, now I'm in this position with this many events left, etc. You learn how to recover. I have to think that, th- that, that yeah. that's that's super valuable, too.
1: Yeah, like I, for me, I used to just be happy to make it to regionals and then try to be on the front half of the field and try to get as, as close as possible. But I just thought like I looked at those girls, I'm like, those girls are just ridiculous. That's all they do. I can never be like them because I'm doing way too much. But then I just started getting closer and closer and I was like, all right, like we're right there. Um and then in I think it was 2016. 2016 or 20, yeah, 2016 or 17, um, Dave Castro had the the invitation is it the invitational when they had like Team Canada versus Team USA versus Team Europe, uh versus Team, I think Australia. Uh that was in Oshawa, Ontario, which is like an hour from where I'm like where I live. And there was a little competition on the Friday. And I got to be on the demo team because the top two pairings that, that competed got to be the four people demo. So I got the demo in front of all like the Team Canada people. And I was like, this is so cool. I hope one day I can be like these athletes because I was just like looking up to them. I still do like they're great athletes. And then the next day, Dave Castro goes uh, new location for the CrossFit Games. It's now going to be in Madison, Wisconsin. And no one knew where Madison, Wisconsin, was when you're in Toronto. Like, they, like we don't really know as much in the states. And my jaw just like dropped. Like I was like, "This is where I went to school. This is amazing. Like that's there. There it is. There's my sign right there." And I just remember like that. That <laughs> flip. That flipped the switch for me. And I just was like, "I want to go back to the school I played hockey at for CrossFit at the World Championship." Like that was just like amazing moment. Like that. That. That's what clicked. Um, for me, I just remember driving home and like listening to Rocky music and I was just like (laughs) getting fired up. (laughs) What year was that?
0: That was, Uh, you're saying that was 2016. Yeah. I think it was
1: like November, 2016. Um, that,
0: so the first games in Madison were 2017.
1: Yep. And I remember they had signed like a three year deal. So I was like, all right, I have a few years to try to make that. It's not going to be in 2017, but I can get pretty close. Um, and then sure enough, it was like. 10th place that year then the following year was like so close to so sixth place and then finally in 2019 it happened i was like perfect
0: Who is more sad me or you the year you didn't make it to the <sighs> games in albany
1: both <laughs> of us i was sad
0: it, i
2: mean that final event you gave it your best you were so it, cool i wonder if you're yeah. still that cool and it almost yeah i, it, I mean I, it almost happened because chloe had a really bad final event
1: yeah she struggled with the rope climb with an elbow and I did well in that event I just couldn't overcome that one bad event too But
0: do you have that picture up on your Instagram you said you were going to print that picture to remind you did you do yeah, that
1: it was in a frame it was yeah. up in a frame in my like on my wall at my condo until then, I made the games
2: then she got upset one day and kicked it <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but I, but I used to, I used to do that when I was young. Like I used to have the pictures of like girls that I used to fight against. Cause like Rocky did that, like Rocky four, when he had like the rush in there and like grab the picture, like I was just a different kid growing up. Like I just So for me, it was just like a, like, I, I remember doing that when I was a kid. So I just had the picture there as a reminder to be like, don't let that happen again.
0: Um, Matt, Matt said that the worst thing that ever happened to him was taking second place when he first took it. And then he, Realized it was the best thing that ever happened to him, and he hated his second place medal. And I'm probably not telling the story right. I apologize, Matt. But then he ended up loving his second place medal, and it was his favorite medal. And he just always hung it up because to remind himself, like, this is not the one you want. Do you want him to get another one of these fuckers, or do you want yeah. the first place one? And it's interesting. It's it's this uh this champion championship level mentality so you said it's
1: it's a competitive nature in us like we're just like it just it doesn't leave you uh feeling very good you know even you're so close to like what you want it's just like and then you have to wait a whole other year to train
2: so after you said that you said that getting to the uh the games in 2019 was perfect but did it did it how i mean how did it really feel because you've been trying through regionals and been close 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 so then to earn it through the open was that satisfying in the same way
1: no and it still wasn't satisfying this time around too because when you think about the regionals like the most amazing part is that last event everyone is lined up and you want to hear first place is this second place like you just want to hear your name and it's like that excitement that you did it live in competition getting an email was like okay like (laughs) <laughs> you know not, not uh, the same this is
0: music to, this is music to brian's ear. i was like You're totally uh, was on like, the same uh, page them. Uh, he's so he's like, this is like
1: it's not the same you know and then like 2020 was the same thing i had i qualified through the open and it's like woo, same email copy paste <laughs> so it's like just not fun like you just it's not what you dream about like it's not what you visualize you visualize being on the floor hearing your name you qualify your hat like that excitement that good moment you know that you have there um and then same thing here this year 2020
0: games athlete you're a 2020 games athlete i
1: had lost my spot once they made the cuts uh so i was just a little bit too far i think i was like a spot or two away from once they just started cutting because they took the top 20 at first with the national champion it went back to like 30 something i don't even know i was 26 and then one girl was pregnant one girl tested positive (laughs) one i think Then, then the
0: for COVID or the juice for COVID or the juice? (laughs)
1: juice. (laughs) Oh, the juice. Then, then you had like the sanctionals were moving around, people were losing spots. Yeah, so I was a few spots out there, and then so I lost it. Um, I tried to message Dave Castro because um, the Rogue Invitational was going to be a sanctional event, and everything got canceled with COVID. Rogue was the only one that took place after all the ones were canceled. It was online. I would have gone the spot back there. I finished sixth place. The five in front of me had already qualified. We then should, the game's, we should, we should say I, their names and I had, again,
0: Seva. This is good. Dude, you should be a co-host of this show. And I had, you sound like fucking Brian's twin right <laughs> and here. And I had, this is great. <laughs>
1: um i had no problem with the cuts that they made for COVID, and it's like okay you know what i should have i should have finished top 20 and i didn't top 20 deserve it whatever but then when the games went virtual and the CrossFit game go okay we're not gonna have a a in-person event anymore we're gonna go virtual i go to i go to uh dave and oh at that point that's when all the shit was going down also with crossfit and rogue had uh decided not to affiliate with crossfit for that event like a week before so it was no longer like the rogue crossfit games it was the rogue invitational um so that no longer counted as, as a as a sanctional so then i go to dave i go now that the games are moving virtual would you consider using the virtual from rogue and he just plain out said nope and i was like cool
0: <laughs> How, oh did you DM? yeah, I
1: dm'd him I I had uh, what
0: a good dude I had, Yeah, That's I d I awesome. didn't think
1: he would. Uh me and Adrian Moonweiler both both DM'd him because we both um didn't get the spot that we would have had. And uh he replied back just like just straight up just no. And I was like, eh, at least I tried. I had nothing to lose. So
0: quick props to Katie and Bill. They don't fuck around. Man. No, but
1: that was amazing competition. Katie and Bill Henniger. That was awesome. Yeah. They sent us gear, they sent us judges. Like it was legit. And that, do
0: you know how much bad shit I
2: hear about Rogue?
1: They're awesome. Like, Nothing. I love them. Zero. Zero. Any equipment,
2: anything that goes bad with your equipment,
1: like, they replace.
2: That competition was also an incredible field. Like, when, when I look at the games field this year, I see maybe 17 women that I think have top 10 potential at the games, and, like, 15 of them are, were in that competition at Rogue.
1: That, that was the best competition I've been a part of by far. Um, yeah, like, that's why I was like, that couldn't like that is more legit to me than the open <laughs> to qualify for the games that year. And I was like, how, how much, like how hard is it to add a couple people to a virtual competition, but it is so what it I'm is. I'm still
0: confused. Let, I just need to ask this question one more time. Are you, how, how many times would you say you've been to the CrossFit games?
1: This will be my second officially, but like, and,
0: and so you're saying last year you were, you were a games athlete. You were an official games athlete.
1: Supposed to be. Yes.
0: Right. In my in my opinion, and this sucks because this makes me so agree with Brian or at least I don't think anyone went to the games except for the five people we saw in Aromas men, five women. Like besides that, like if you didn't get camera time and you weren't there in rea- reality, fuck you. In my mind, like you didn't make
1: it. <laughs> I, I think I think the so, online competition. Like, maybe- I don't
0: think you should get to put it on your Instagram or whatever, <laughs> wherever you put that shit.
1: I I think it was still, they did the most that they could with it. Um I still think the Rogue. Yeah,
0: not a dig at CrossFit, yeah, yeah, yeah. not a dig at CrossFit. I still, I still think the
1: Rogue Invitational was a better, like it was just a, like a nice. Tougher comp. Yeah.
0: A legit comp. Yeah. Um, tell me about this mule thing you won. And then let's go back to your CrossFit journey. What's this mule thing you won? That was cool. It's so, great when I'm like when I'm like championing people like you and Travis Mayer, and everyone's like, who the fuck are these guys? And then all of a sudden I'm like, see, bitch, look at this girl. She just won the rogue mule. Look at Travis won the quarterfinals.
1: Uh so the rogue has been doing a bunch of challenges on their Instagram for the past few months. Uh they did like a max bear hold like a sandbag challenge they've done a max hanging on the bar which your kids should have done um like it's like max time hanging on a bar pull-up bar they've done like a rowing workout whatever so this time around they did a a twist to a workout that they did at the robe invitational a few years ago called the mule which was a 2159 of a heavy deadlift and chest to bar so that was a wheelhouse workout for me so i was like yep signing up for that cuz there is prize money so i was like let's go for that <laughs> Anytime any time there's any and what was your
0: time uh,
1: oh my God. 158
2: fast <laughs> holy cow oh, were the only, were and, any and of the guys you know, you're the only one under 2 minutes right
1: yeah i think i think the top guy was maybe a 217 220ish something like that
0: yeah who is the guy uh, i
1: don't know no I one cares about rushing.
2: the guy no, it was, oh, was it Alexander Illin sure. or Stas Solodov? maybe? They might have been first and second. Yeah,
1: so it's, yeah, it's Sevan, it was of, the same one two one guys.
2: It was the same two guys I think they qualified for the games out of Russia th- yeah. or Asia through the semifinals. Yeah.
0: Are we going to see any of those guys? Yes. Yeah,
2: well, Il- Alexander Illin and Stas Solodov shouldn't have any issue at all getting there. And, and uh, Roman is doing everything he can. I think he's in Kyrgyzstan right now applying for a visa. I hope he's able to. Oh wow, to. he's trying every option. Wow, does he speak English?
0: <laughs> we got to get him on the podcast. <laughs> Carolyn can translate. She could talk French to him. She could <laughs> talk French to the Russian translator. We could do it like three steps. Um, uh, so so do you know who entered that? Like like, did, do you think that gets in the some of the other athletes' heads? They're like, oh shit.
1: Uh, there was a few of the mayhem girls that that did it they're strong like taylor williamson has won a few of the challenges uh, she's like the 50 cal echo bike for time which is just a disgusting test um, and she won the
2: sandbag hold and that was insane she Won the
1: sandbag hold i think she won a clean and jerk she, she's been doing like all of them basically paying paying off her, her school she's doing right now i think um <laughs> yeah so there's a few of the uh good girls that sign up there I, I i tried to sign up early uh, just to scare people to maybe not sign up. <laughs> Good on you. No, you no, no every, no. every, normally I'm like a f- like last minute sign up. And I was like, no, I'm going to sign up right away.
0: <laughs> every story has like a fierce competitor, um, element. Okay. So you're at this CrossFit gym, um, CrossFit Narnia. What no, was it, was, it, again? it was
1: back then. It was, we are fitness and Sar- it's in Sarnia with an S.
0: Right. And so in Sarnia and, um, and, and then why do you switch to CrossFit Coliseum in Toronto? And, um, how, and how did you find your coach? Uh, so I And why did you choose this guy? So
1: I moved to Toronto for hockey and for schooling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived with my sister for a little bit, then on my own. Um,
0: your twin? My older my sister? older sister
1: was in Toronto already. So what, okay. one of the teams I played hockey um, for, there was a team in Montreal or Toronto. So I was either... So I was only in Sarga for like the summer basically of 2013. So I wasn't there. I was only there for a few months. I was, I was already going to Toronto to, um, to go to teachers college, which is uh, the certificates that you need to be a teacher. And then I was going to play on the hockey team in Toronto. And the gym was really close to home uh, to, to the condo that I lived at and uh, found my coach there right away. Like one of the first classes I was there, I've been with him ever since. Uh, Haven't changed. Uh, wouldn't change like he's uh, he's been a a great coach to me Um, more than a coach. He's been my dad basically in Toronto taking care of me uh, ever since I moved there, like anything that I, that I need fixing or whatever he's done. And I just, I just feel that I see a lot of people yo-yoing around with coaches and stuff. And there, there's something about, you know, sticking to a coach, you know, good or bad years and learning from each other. And we just kind of grew together um, over the years and yeah, very loyal to him and to the gym. Um,
0: did he have aspirations to have a games athlete of course. before you walked in the door? Uh,
1: I think mostly like a, probably like a, a regional team. Like he was the regional director for Canada East. Um, okay. Okay. So he, so he, he knew a lot. What's his name. Paul McIntyre. Okay. So he, he knew a lot about like the CrossFit space. Uh, the gym was huge. Uh, it had great hours. So it was like open from like 6 a.m. to like 9 p.m., 8 p.m. at night. Every hour on the hour, there's classes and there's like open gym all day. So it just it was a gym that allowed me to just train and, and do anything, do anything and anything that popped up at the games he would buy. Um, so full of equipment. Um, Even the it. pig? Yep. We actually do have a pig, but I'm in California right now. <laughs>
0: It must be a, it must be a trip to be a coach and really like elite athleticism and then you walk into the gym. It must be like you got to like look right and left. It's like someone like drove away and left the briefcase of money. <laughs> you know, you're like, wait, what? Like he must have been stoked because there's so much that you don't have to do with you already that you can just get to work, right?
1: Yeah, yes but, and no. Because, I, I think there's you know quite to, a bit to learn. Because you know how to crossfit. move. There, there's quite a bit to learn in CrossFit. Like
0: um but i just mean you're capable of the learning
1: yeah and, and I'm, I'm willing to put the time in. he so. doesn't have
0: to explain to you where your hips are he doesn't have to be like open your hips and then the athlete's like what open my what
1: yes yes and no. i know i still have a lot to work on um but uh definitely will, willing to learn and, and keep at it
0: and, and and where did you meet your your current girlfriend at are you got you are you guys engaged or i don't want to like no, miss, not miss not no not okay and what did you meet her in the gym?
1: Uh, no. So I do a lot of the programming um, for Casa Coliseum and I was programming for myself and I would sometimes post on my stories like workouts and then she would message me and be like, Oh, I like that workout. Like she would DM me on Instagram and be like, I just did that workout. And this was my time. And I'd be like, it's bullshit. Like that beats my time. And then like she would just, and I would like ignore her and like nothing of it. And I was just getting annoyed that she just kept sending me her times and kept crushing me. And then we just started talking from there. So we had actually not met um, like at a competition or anything like that, just through um, social media.
0: And how far away did she live at the time? California. <laughs> okay. Oh, right. Sorry. And so, so actually, it was. It sounds like it was just courtship.
1: Yeah. Like so. Like we we started like talking. She knew,
0: like she knew. Like she knew. She did the workout four times so she could beat you as part of the courtship process, right? Like, it's like-
1: Probably she was inventing scores probably. Uh, no. And then I was supposed to go to California cause I had just talked to Cal strength. I had signed with Cal strength and I was like, Oh, this is great. I'm going to go to California. I'm going to go Olympic lift there. She was with Cal strength too. Uh, so like, I didn't even know she was until like we started talking and I was like, Oh, I'm with Cal strength. So I'm going to go there. I'm going to go to the games and then COVID happened also. So the whole trip got like messed up and I wasn't able to go to California and actually meet her in person. So, um, she ended up going through a bunch of processes and then was able to fly to Canada with her dog coast, which is just the cutest thing ever. See seven. That's it. Um, Wait,
2: She went from the U S to Canada. That's it right there. That's why you don't, she doesn't have the Canadian accent. She said processes, not processes. Oh no. Ah, good.
1: So She flew to (laughs) Canada. Um, and she's been there for five months. So she had like a six month, uh, like travel thing. She'll have to like reapply for it. Um, and stuff. How the
0: fuck do you, it's so hard for Americans to get into Canada. She's I hear smart. so many fucked up stories. And she, and she brought that, the big she dog, the, the big horse dog I see yeah, in all the videos. He wasn't
1: that big though. He was like 50, 60 pounds when he got there. Now he's like 90 something and like up to my shoulders. Um, so, that so we actually lo- couldn't fly That back. dog
0: loves you probably more than he loves her. That dog loves that, you. That, that dog. If you
1: haven't seen the Instagram post, he doesn't hump. I have.
0: That dog wants a piece of He
1: you. doesn't hump a single dog. He only humps me and in my condo if I'm working out because he just is so excited he doesn't know what to do. Uh, that's hilarious.
0: Well, he's choosing the most dominant person in the room <laughs> and trying to, like, establish his dominance. Uh, he just knows. funny.
1: Um but, yeah, so actually when we – so she –
0: Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. I want to say something. So you guys had never met. No. <laughs> God, you are f- fucking crazy. I love it. You had never met, and yet you said, yeah, come up here. Like, like what if you didn't like her?
1: I was going to get a good training partner. We were going to train for the games. Like <laughs> it was going to be good. And then, no, she came here. We just like clicked right away. Like we we really bonded like all through bonded. It's not a really good word. <laughs> we just clicked right away. Um, Bonded's good. Yeah. Um,
0: and what year was that? When did you say that was just like last summer, uh, we're talking last summer. 12, and then we started talking okay. last
1: summer and then she came here in, or in Canada in January. And then we actually, um, so once my school was done, so once the school year was over and I didn't have to teach anymore. So June 30th. So the first, she was going back to California cause she has to go back eventually. And, uh, she also got another dog. Uh, so uh, but we couldn't fly together because the dog is just too big now for the flight. And cargo was just not an option. It's just like he just could never go cargo. I so agree. I, I couldn't do that
0: to my dog. Anyway. So
1: I can't drive across the border. She can drive across the border because she's American. So she drove to Detroit from Toronto and I flew to Detroit. She picked me up and then we drove from Detroit. Well, she drove from Toronto, but I drove from Detroit with her to California and we got there July. Why can't you fly?
0: Why can't you fly, but you can drive?
1: No, it's the opposite. I can't drive across the border, but I can fly. I could have flown to California, but I didn't want to leave her driving by herself for like four days.
0: For sure. That would take all the fun away. So wait a second. So what, what, that's just like some law that's some government law that you can drive into this country but you can't fly no, into it's it the
1: opposite <laughs> you can't whatever yeah. you can drive
0: yeah. into it but you wait no you can fly no you can yeah you can fly into you this can country, you, you can fly
1: and get exposed to everyone but
0: right. you can't
1: drive and just be by yourself i don't know that's just
0: well, it makes perfect sense with all the other dumb <laughs> yeah. shit. So I guess, so, like, if you just throw it in the pile, hey, uh, let's just make this dumb, too.
1: So, yeah, so oh I God. flew and then we just drove out. So we're here training for the games.
0: Um, How long was that flight?
1: An hour. It was just a quick flight just to uh-huh. get across the border.
0: <laughs> so she drops you off at the airport. She drives to Detroit and picks you up <laughs> at the airport. Exactly. No shit. Yeah. That's literally what happened. Yeah.
1: That's literally what that's happened.
0: Amazing. So, this is but it was, a,
1: it was actually, fucking it was actually a lot, like it was a pretty long drive for her. It was like three or four hours for her to Detroit. Cause it was like on the way. Cause by the time I had to when go to the airport, up, did she miss you? Of course.
0: Like, did she acted like the, she missed you when she picked you up? No. Oh my
1: God. No, hi, she was just honey. like, no, No, she's like, you drive the rest of the way. <laughs>
0: okay. So you were coming out to California to train. Yeah. And so in, in flying wasn't an option because of the or, or because of the dog. Yeah. So whose car are you guys in? Yours or hers? So
1: we rented a car for the trip here, then gave it back in California. And her Jeep is here, so she has oh, her car shit. back. So now we're with her car. You can
0: do that? That's like her Yeah, you, you just, do that just with Hertz? she
1: rented the car and then dropped it off in California. It's like it's like a one way rental. They're more expensive, obviously, but.
0: And then, um, and how long did it take you to drive from Detroit to, um, California and was it a fun trip or was it just like straight as fast as you can?
1: We stopped at a few CrossFit gyms along the way, train every t- every like gas station stop, we would be running with the dog on the hills. Um, we stopped at a high school track to do track work. It actually wasn't that bad. Um, we, it, so we left July 1st and got to California July 4th. So first to the fourth.
0: Brian, do you have any con- do you have any concern that like here she is, she's made it to the games. This is like when I want to say bad shit about you, Carolyn, but I don't have the balls to talk shit about the guest. I put it on Brian. Do you have any concern that like here, like people are hunkered down and resting and training?
1: I didn't miss a miss single chicks- training session. Get-
0: and this chick's gallivanting around with her girlfriend across the North American continent, like thinking it's a party. With And she's like talking about her training is with her dog running. This does not sound like a professional athlete to me. I, I have it to. It sounds like just those... like a summer of love shit.
2: <laughs> before before answering that, I have to just go back like three minutes and just commend Alexis actually made the decision to go to Canada during this time, Seva. That's how incredible she must
0: have that, thought. Toronto was.
1: That, that was also another.
2: That's like visiting visiting Auschwitz in World War
0: Two. But, but
1: that was also another reason why I wanted to come out here. Was everything's still so shut down in Toronto? Like it's one of it's. I think it's the most shut down place still in the world. Um, like everything's shut down. I want to be training for the game. I need to be training in the heat. Um, it's a different. Like I train in humidity in my gym, but there's not much outdoor space for us to work out. Like it's a, it's a bunch of. Like, that's a big parking lot, but there's like industrial stuff there, so you can't really use it very often. And at the 2019 games, I like the heat, just was just a different beast. Wait,
2: can we pause um, there for a second? Yeah, what happened in the first two events that year at the games for you?
1: Uh, no, not, nothing really. I just think that, uh, like the legless rope climb event is. Is a weird one right because it's you have that fine line of you don't want to go too fast because then you blow up and then you also don't want to go too slow because then you're just not that great um yeah i mean it's they weren't my best events for sure i kind of got more into the groove as i went along for sure i think the events were getting better and better for me as i went along
2: what did you see brian well it was just when you she she almost made the final cut at the games that year so she was within maybe 10 points or 12 points of of the cut line um and if you look at her event performances that that year her first, worst two events were in the first event and the second event and i consider the second event it was five spots worse i think she was 33rd and 38th but i consider the 38th to be a worse finish because it was against a smaller field and um i don't know she mentioned that you know she was getting acclimated to the Weather there, but also just to, to being at the games. And then if you look at the rest of her events, they're very good 18th, 7th, 16th, and 2nd, but it just was barely not enough to get her over those first couple events.
0: Would you have predicted, Brian, by looking at those movements that she would have done so? Um, lack of a better word, poor. Well, would you expected better from her? I
2: think, and, and Carolyn, please tell me if I'm wrong about this, but just from looking at the last couple competitions she's done, that handstand walking or handstand push-up workouts tend to be her worst relative to the other things that she does which was also true that year at the games
1: uh yeah i mean i think handstand walk or something like under shoulder fatigue but at that like at that point that year wasn't as strong it's definitely gotten better um in the recent like this year it's been double unders like this year in the open that one workout had nothing to do with nothing to do with the handstand wall walk. Like that was literally easy. I am the worst double under person in the world. I have no idea. And then the same thing happened. If you look at, if you look back at the event number three from semifinals this year, my ring muscle ups are as good as anyone on the field, anyone on the field that were, that were doing it there. The lunges were annoying. It took me like six minutes to do 300 double unders. It took me like two and a half minutes to do a hundred double unders. Like, you give me box jumps, you give me any other movement in that workout, and I ain't finishing 18th in that workout. Like, it it was – like, that. that's the only event that really in the semifinal, it was double-unders. And then in the quarterfinals, the double-under again. Like, yeah. everyone's unbroken oh, for the crazy. 50, and I just miss. So it's actually not the handstands. I'm actually, like, fine with the handstands. My double-under, for some reason, it's not connecting, and it's almost like I'm holding a hockey stick. My right hand is very low.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. You are holding a hockey stick. You, you it, uh, it.
1: I have a post on it. Like it's so dumb because it's such a annoying movement that everyone is so good at. It's so like low skill at the games level. And especially when it's paired with a low skill movement. Like, I don't know, like
2: well, it's, it, every, just, it crushes every, me anytime I'm coaching someone. And, I'll if, tell you look them. At,
1: if you look at the, the Rogue Invitational, my worst event, the double under the heavy double under it's for the past year and a half, couple years, every event that has had the double under it hasn't been the toast of ours. Hasn't been the handstand. It's yeah. It's embarrassing. I'm, I'm spinning in a circle. Um, I'm working right now with Dave from, um, RX smart gear to try to correct it.
0: Awesome. Dude. Um, God, I love that. Dave Newman, yeah, Dave right?
1: Newman. Um, great. Trying dude. to fix it. I I'm working on it like so much, but under, once, once you get that big chunk on the spot, that natural tendency to get back to my like hockey stick is like horrible. Like one hand's in front, the, the rope isn't going here, the rope is cutting my body. It's fully this way. So like I'm turning in a circle, I'm whipping myself. I get frustrated.
0: Stunt jumping. Um, this is a this is a test for you, Carolyn. Did on this trip did you have a, a jump rope in the car, and did you practice every day on your drive across the North American? We
1: continent? we stopped at a gym. We were we were training, and it was funny because like one of the workouts had like double unders, and I was I just got like smoked by Alexis with there's like double unders, handstand walk, and chest bars, and I was like I swear I'm the games athlete because <laughs> <laughs> I was just like minutes behind, but yeah, no, we we worked on it, um, I work on it several times a week, but it, it's also a f- Again, you don't want to overdo it because then it messes up your calves too um so that's and then you also again your head so it's like you don't want to do it every single day, but there's definitely drills I'm trying to do uh more of but yeah it's everyone has that one movement I guess like I'm sure Laura Horvath Please. works on her handstand push-ups as much as anyone, but it's like that one movement that you know she has a sticking point probably like for me it's double enders
0: will you stay in the state will you stay in the states now until the games is your next trip going to be from california yeah. to yeah gonna um, fly Madison?
1: gonna fly from california to um to Madison.
0: who watches the dogs her who parents. watches oh Alexa. okay cuz they're in yeah. california okay by the end of the show i'll understand that she's from the <laughs> bay area um are you competitive with her and 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 how does that affect is is that cause uh
1: <laughs> friction uh I'm com- I'm a very competitive person with everything. I don't think I've met a more competitive person than her. And like I will beat her in workouts and it's fine, but she and like she doesn't want to talk to me. She needs time, she needs her space. Like I'm gonna be probably kicked out of the bed um that night. She wins a workout, she's all happy, everything. I'm okay with it because I I know she's she could be at the games if she had a healthy shoulder. Like the only thing I beat her in is like the the high volume of gymnastics. She like all the machines, um, a lot of the weightlifting, like strength stuff. She's actually stronger, but it's like it's just great training. Like I get to compete and push against someone that's a very high level uh, crossfitter. But yeah, she's all sunshine and rainbows when she's winning. But when I whoop her.
0: Let me give you an analysis of what she's doing. Let me give you an analysis of what she's doing. God, I hope she doesn't beat me up when she sees me. <laughs> Although I'm I'm pretty fit right now. Um
1: Like we can't even play tennis against I each think, other.
3: Like
0: Yeah, here's what I think. It, she she reminds me, "Oh god, Alexis is going to hate." <laughs> it. She reminds me of my son. There's this thing when you have kids where there the, the whole thing about kids is they try to hold you hostage. So you know the right answer. So, like, I played tennis with Avi and beat him, and then he cries, and then the next time we play, I let him win. Because I don't want to deal with the crying.
1: I feel that. I, f- I feel you know that. I mean?
0: so, so what she's doing, you got to just mash her harder. What she's doing is she is she, she's letting you know, hey, if you beat me, I'll be a bitch to you. So, like, throw that into the equation of when you beat me.
1: I'm not slowing down. Do. I'm not slowing down to not. Okay, be good, there. good. No. Yeah, just mash no, her. No, but like I, I, I take her wins because she's as you're, a,
0: your your girlfriend's really a six year old. <laughs> you gotta just mash her.
1: Gotta I just, I take her winning as a good opportunity to be like, okay, this is what a high level like uh, power output athlete on this this machine is like. I like I'm trying to chase her. Like I've been better in the past year just by having a training partner too. Like I've had training partners over the years and they've been good at pushing me in different movements, but not consistent. And it's mostly just been guys and it's like, okay, rowing wall balls, like stuff like that that more like guys will beat girls at. Um but it's
0: do you like trading with guys? D-
1: I, so, so the the so best, that you have
0: horses to chase. Yeah, the, like, if you
1: want to be the best, you want someone that's better than you and someone that's right behind you. And uh, and you, you you get you you're pushing, but you also need to know what it's like to get to have someone that's right behind you on your ass too. It's like that that's what I've always uh, loved and wanted in a training partner. And I feel that I get that with Alexis, like I'll be in front of her for a lot and she's in front of me for a lot. So we're just kind of, um, yeah, it's been good for, for the training.
0: I've never heard it explained that way. I've heard a lot of people say you need someone better than you to chase, but that's what really you, you need. You need someone, someone
1: behind, behind you, you too, because you can get complacent or, you, you know, there's, yeah, it's just both. Yeah.
0: You can always use the excuse. Well, that person always yeah. beats me, but you can't let the guy behind yeah. you beat yeah. you. Then. You want
1: both ends.
2: So last time you were at the games, you got to participate in six events. And most of the yeah. competitions that you've been a part of are in the neighborhood of six, seven events. This year yeah. at the games, we're expecting most of the athletes to be able to participate in up to 15 events. Do you think that that's yeah. a better opportunity for you? Like the more events, the better?
1: I usually like the more events, the better. Yeah. I find. Well, I also feel it, it, it rewards more well-roundedness. Like, if you have one hole, two holes, it's okay, but you get crushed on five or six events. As you see, some people not make it through semifinals with, you know, six events versus seven events. The more events you make, you have, you know, at the end of the weekend, you are like, this is the fittest. Like, these are the most well-rounded uh, people. So, I am excited to have um, a lot of events. It'll be definitely new to have as many as those. Um, well, the
2: the year you, you went like, to do the year that you went to Dubai, there were uh, so, still several events at that competition, uh, wasn't it? in yeah. multiple days,
1: three or yeah. four days. Oh, yeah, that was a tough workout. That was a tough uh tough time for me. Uh the first two events were like swimming events, which i had never swam in like the sea and the waves were huge. And That's
2: the like, second bullshit. one you had to carry an object with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then you're not going anywhere. It was like across my body. I was like, "Oh my god, like I can't even dive into the wave. It's just bringing me back." It was annoying. Then the third event, I got heat stroke in the desert. You're going from Toronto winter to i went to I, I got to dubai like two days before i ended up having heat stroke got IV, which that never happened um before
0: that only happens to Canadians, just, by the way that that doesn't happen to anyone else yeah it's just heat a.
1: Stroke. but then i continued to to compete um yeah that was a rough start to the dubai what's, comp
0: what's heat stroke like what happens
1: i just got blurry um so at the halfway mark of this, uh, weighted vest desert run, you got to take off your weight vest. And when I looked at the field, like I I wore way too tight of pants, like compression pants, and they were just too tight on my stomach. Like, I, I don't think the circulation was right. Um, and I just started getting dizzy. And all I remember was like, there was no one in the desert. Like if I collapsed there, I was by myself. Like there was no media, no no one there. So I was like, I need to make it to the finish line because that's where help is. So like I literally like wow. there's a video of me like just like stumbling, and I'm like, no, like the finish, like I need water, I need, I like I gotta get to the finish line because that's where help. Like there was no one in the desert. Like you're just by yourself. So if you collapse, you're done. Like you're dead there.
0: <laughs> and so when you cross the finish line, you were they knew right away. People come and grab you. They're yeah. like, yeah, and then and then they, and then they try lady. to put
1: me in this tent. In the desert, and I, I'm like, it's like 20 degrees hotter. <laughs> I'm like, get me out of this tent. Take this clothes off. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, quite the adventure. Yeah, that.
0: Um, did you feel delu Did you feel delusional at sick. all? Like, like your, I w- I was mental... gonna like,
1: like I felt like if I got up too fast, I was gonna puke. Um, yeah, I, like long distance running is not necessarily like a bad event for me. Uh, like it's like decent. Like most of my sports are more power sports growing up um, did
0: you have family or friends there with you just my coach and, and did he did he come to you when he saw you go down yeah
1: he actually walked me to the finish Across line because he was like to the left to the left no nope, your other left <laughs> he's like leaning yeah, that's me towards awesome. the, that would the be finish scary yeah.
2: that'd be scary to be this alone. is a but this is mm-hmm. it's great to hear these these insights and these stories because this is the difference between um getting to know an athlete and looking at numbers on a spreadsheet. Cause if you look at the numbers on the spreadsheet and you've done well in all these competitions and that Dubai one stands out as an outlier relative to your performance everywhere else. And it's also the one that in my mind is most similar to the CrossFit games in terms of duration and longevity. But in in reality, there was other stuff going on that more than likely won't happen on day on the first three events of day one this time around.
1: Hopefully not. <laughs> Training, so tra- training, so it doesn't happen. Training hard,
2: and it, and it, you know, and, and then that makes me think. You know, as I'm as I'm looking at the field of women, and I see what you've done against a lot of them in other competitions. Like I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't think anyone is surprised to know that like uh, the 2019 games was a, underwhelming for me in a lot of ways, and especially because of athletes like you that just didn't get the chance to see the test out. So I'm I'm happy that you, know, yeah. you guys will get to this time.
1: That yeah, like that was a. It, that, that year just wasn't fun. You just didn't, didn't get to like enjoy any of the events, like really go hard. Like you just didn't know what was the next event program. And at that point, like if that's not a good event for you, you're getting cut. Um, so it just, it was very stressful. Um, yeah, it was, it was not that fun. And then you finished the weekend and you just don't know. Like oh, you're, you're like, yeah, you you okay, I finished you this still,
2: high, but you still had the whole weekend. I mean, you finished, it was Saturday morning. <laughs>
1: Yes, but I actually got rhabdo for the first time in my life on the Mary workout. So that was probably the best case scenario that I didn't move on.
2: You got, <laughs> you got rhabdo on that workout and then you got second on the sprint workout the next morning.
1: <laughs> I could not move my arms. Wow. Uh, Yeah. um, Yeah, I didn't, I didn't post about it or anything because I didn't want to talk about that but i've only talked about i think in one one more podcast no i was in the merry workout at that point i was close to the finish you know getting cut and i was like i'm gonna hold on to the bar because i just wanted to get to the money round which was top 20 and i knew that i thought top 20 was gonna go the whole saturday
2: right i was like i just
1: want to get to the top i I was like i just want to get to the top 20 i just held on to the bar and i just think that training in the heat five out of the six events were outdoors in the sun and I just, I just wasn't good with the sun. I didn't, I wasn't good in Dubai with it, and I just didn't drink enough water. I had done that much volume in my life of, of pull-ups, but I think when you mix in dehydration, heat with the sun, and then high volume pulling with the Mary, like I, I just, I couldn't extend my arms at all. Like I, the next day, like I, I'm going to sprint, and I have no arms. Like I'm here. I also like on one of the pull-up bars. So the second part of the pull-up bars on Mary, you got like you you adjusted your mat underneath the pull-up bar for the first 10 rounds. The second 10 rounds, the mat was already there. And I fell a little bit forward and actually hurt my calf and had like a strained calf. I didn't warm up at all for that sprint event. I didn't even know I was going to do the sprint event. I thought I was going to have to withdraw because I had wow. no arms, couldn't use my arms for the sprint and my right calf or my left calf was strained. I, I couldn't walk on my tippy toes, but for some reason I could jog in the warm up area. And I was like, you know what? This is my last event. I'm a good sprinter. I'm just going to enjoy this last event. I'm probably not going to make the cut, but like three, two, one go. And you don't feel too much. Um, yeah. Like I, I, I wouldn't have been really able to to carry on. Cause like that net, like the Saturday morning, like my arms were stuck like this. Like if you press, like you, like it's stuck. Like it was so painful. I'd never that's, had that before. And like I said, switch. like I've done that. I'm not. I had done that volume before, but I wanted it so bad that I just like was like, I'm going to just keep holding onto the pull up bar. And during the sprint, three, two, one, didn't feel it. But at, right out, at, like I would be done and I couldn't even walk. I couldn't move my arms. And then during the event, three, two, one, go. And I had to go again. And it was like. But like sprinting is, is good for me. Like that would be a good event. Um, so yeah, I was like mad so, that I wasn't like at a hundred percent.
2: It sounds like that's the same the same mental switch as when you fight though. Like once the once the buzzer goes, you're just in the zone and you, you just block everything else out and get the work done somehow. I mean Seven, I don't know if you yeah, were she. Despite all that stuff, she took second place in that workout. I was
0: peeing. I was <laughs> peeing. Sorry. I was peeing. I- I'm going to kill the the lawn right outside my <laughs> podcast studios. It's fucking, <laughs> I-, I need to find a better place to
2: pee. Sorry. Go on. What, what did she say? While I was peeing? No, no, it was just, she, she ended up getting second place in that event despite everything she just said. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. But like, I don't know uh, that I would have, like how it would have felt like, the I- Saturday. Like I think the next event was like a clean event, clean Or maybe it was a pegboard one. The next one was the pegboard
2: of the cleaners.
0: The part I fixated on.
1: For me, that that was the the double under. I
0: guess I'm not good with the sun.
1: Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons I wanted to go to California and get in the heat, train outside, because I don't get to train outside anytime when I'm in Toronto. So I need to... to
0: You never will again, by the way. Canada is permanently locked down. (laughs) Canada and Australia and Britain, you guys have no exit strategy. You guys are fucked. You guys, you have no... There's no exit strategy. It's so... Like
3: yeah.
0: there's this shit's going to be here forever. The virus will live on the planet forever in <laughs> harmony with us, but not. In, and you guys will live indoors in Canada. You guys are welcome to come down here. She's here. I mean, She's it's already great here. right now. It's all fucked up. I am but, here. But it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome.
1: Yeah. Welcome, the trip actually welcome. wasn't bad.
0: Um, <clears throat> No, the north. It's, it, it's great driving across the United it's States. It's awesome. The highways we, are good. The people are cool. Yeah. The gas stations are plentiful. So you get
2: besides you, there are three other Canadian women at the games this year. Do you know any of them at all?
1: Uh, I met Emily in 2019 at the games. Uh, Sydney, I don't know. Emily,
0: Um, Emily, Emily Abbott. No, Rolfe. Oh,
1: Emily Rolfe. She's from out west. I just
0: heard Emily, and that's that's the only Emily.
1: And then there's another younger girl, Sydney. Uh, I haven't met her either.
0: And then I'll. And then what was the question, Brian? Girls from where? What the the other Canadian women? Sorry.
2: And then the uh, other one's uh, Alessandra Procelli, uh, who is listed as Canadian, but yeah. she you know, she's living in California also. So
1: Yeah, we were supposed to compete on a team together, me and uh Sandra and Street Horner and Alex Smith for a mayhem competition last year, but then it got canceled with COVID. Yeah, Sandra, yeah, there's yeah. four Canadian girls. <clears throat>
0: Who's going to win the fight um, Saturday night? Uh, Gilbert Burns. Or have you, have you w- looked at the any of that, the Gilbert Burns-Steven Thompson fight? I think
1: Thompson's going to win that one.
0: You, and you're biased because he's a kicker. I'm biased because he's just cool as shit, but you're biased because he's like a karate guy, right?
1: I, I think, and then the McGregor fight, like I want Connor. I think Dustin's more well-rounded, but I think Connor's going to adjust. He's got to adjust his leg. He got smashed in the leg last time. The calf. He's so lead. He he has a little bit of a Taekwondo stance. So Like boxers are a lot more, um, forward, kind of more, like he's a well, he's southpaw. Um, but he's more sideways, and he leans a lot on his front leg, and he just got destroyed on his calf last time. So he's gonna have to make I mean, adjustments. He, I mean, he hurt Dustin. He hurt him you, in the first you must round. Love
0: watching one. Yeah, you must love watching Wonder Boy fight, though, right? I mean it's just incredible isn't it his kicks his punches his
1: yeah I just I mean I just like watching fighting in general um I think that you can like appreciate different types of of fighting GSP can you sit GSP down was ca- my favorite though I think he changed the whole UFC just with how well rounded he that was That was before my day Yeah
0: I, I didn't watch fighting back then I was a civil Wasn't wasn't man.
2: fight gone bad, um, bad can, like a GSP story Uh, BJ Penn, Wrong Ecken.
0: Um, did you, um, Ryan, great job on this podcast, by the way, I'm glad (laughs) we did it live. So you could put in lots of videos and shit and like graphics. That was really cool. You really, uh, upped your, you really, that was amazing as we wind this thing down. Um, uh, that's that Brian's one running the live stream. I'm just picking on him. You're welcome. Um,
1: (laughs) my face is red. I got, (laughs) I got sun today. A little sunburn.
0: You should have seen the few times you got angry. That shit, you turned like a radish, and then it went back to Brian. Started talking about like your thirty eighth place, and like went That's three it. shades redder. <laughs> um, can you sit down on the couch at three o'clock and and, and with, with uh, a and, and watch the pre early prelims and then the prelims and then the fights and just not get off the couch? Like, do you like fighting that much? Yeah,
1: I can watch it. Depends on the card. Some you
0: can watch from three to ten. Yeah, like you can watch from three to ten and just throw your feet up.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll go and do things here and there, be on my phone here and there. But um, yeah, just like it'll be my, my dad used to always like uh, record the pay-per-views in order to the pay-per-view. So I we'd watch the whole card, maybe, maybe less the undercard, yeah. like more when it got to like the pay-per-view part, we would watch.
0: I always commit to sitting down at like for the early prelims. And of course just my house is crazy because I have those three little boys, but I always tell myself, okay, I'm going to sit down at three and I'm not going to move till 10. And I always get up like a thousand times, but it's always the
3: goal.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's better. I'm happy that I'm on West coast time because when you're on East coast time, like the fights don't like the good fights don't start until like almost one, two in the morning. So at least here it's, it's bearable. I like to go to bed pretty early. So Brian,
0: where did you go? brian where did you go just now did you did you um did you get disconnected me i don't think so yeah yeah your image was gone no ryan did we record all that or was yeah no his it's he just stopped recording his video um just be or he didn't uh riverside did just because his His uh, internet internet. yeah oh
2: god okay that,
0: that makes sense you, I, in all fairness uh, 50% of the problems we've had have been my fault but Brian gets blamed for all of them and I'm okay with that but if you want to know the truth at least half of them have been something me doing something wrong on my end we're still figuring this out we're only 68 shows in <laughs> just figuring it out Um, Brian when I get up to go pee do you get scared like oh shit who's going to talk and fill the dead space or B are you like thank god that fucking guy is time to shine away. Brian me, me and me and Carolyn can have a fucking <laughs> conversation without I'm interrupting. Which one is
2: it, A or B? Uh, probably D. All of the above.
0: So there's a little bit yeah, of both. And the That's mysterious it. choice like C that the, you couldn't be I can't disclose. <laughs> um, um, who does who does your Instagram? Who do, who makes the videos for you? Who puts music to them? Who does like the the videos that have multiple cuts? Who does? Oh, one?
1: that was um just la- the last couple that I posted.
0: I don't know. I dug through your whole account last night. Like, Nor- normally it's
1: just like two and a half Normally hours. just me. Like I don't really like, have anyone that does like the Instagram, but there's like this lady at the gym, uh, Carmen, and then her husband that does like all the like drone stuff. So they've, they've gone to the park a little bit um, here and there on my training sessions and then put together a little video. Uh, but other than that, it's just kind of like, yeah,
0: it was the park. It was the park one. Yeah. It a park one with like, eight yeah. Cuts or something. So they,
1: they did that one. Uh, but for the most part, it's just, it's just me. Nothing too special or fancy.
0: What are your goals? What are your goals at the games this year? What is the, what's the mission? Uh,
1: So normally when I go to comps, I always have like a bronze, silver and gold goal. So it's like bronze is like, what are you, you know, you're satisfied with. So like leaving the weekend. So like for me, like I'd like to finish top 20 as like the bronze gold. Uh, Then my silver goal is like that's like a, you can say that you that was a good weekend which would be like top 15 and then the gold is like best case scenario like things are going well and that would be making it into the top 10 so like i just kind of approach stuff like that like a bronze silver and gold
2: i love it <clears throat> it's uh, i was talking to sevan <laughs> i was talking to sevan earlier and i i i said you know it's the women at the top of the sport are very well entrenched There's- there They've been there for a yeah. long time and they're continuing to perform well. And of course, one, slowly they'll have to fade, fade out, but they're still very good. But I do think mm-hmm. there's a group of women and you're amongst them that are certainly capable on a given weekend of cracking in there.
1: Yeah. I mean, it depends on, you know, you certain programming. Like you look at the 40 women, like there's the woman's field in my opinion is much deeper. Um, maybe I'm biased than, than the men's field. Um, But it's just, it's so, it's so good. There's so many good girls and it really depends on the programming. I can see different athletes being like almost 30th and then they can also be like close to top 10. Like, it's just, it's a lot more, um, like there's a lot more girls kind of going between each other. I find,
0: I
2: think people, can you win an event? Can she win an event? I I think, so. I think Definitely. Um, but I think that you're exactly right about like, if you won an event and took
0: 20th, what is, sorry, Brian, hold that thought for a second. If, what if you win an event, but you take 21st, so you're kind of like out of the bronze, but you fucked up all these other chicks. Are you like, okay, I give myself, I mean, I
1: mean, at the end of the day, if I did, if I, at the other other day, if, if that was like, if I did good execution on my workouts and I performed well and, and I did what I could and I finished 35th, like. 40th like it, it is what it is like it's just those girls were better at me at those you know you had 15 events to prove yourself like if, if that's where I finish that's where I finish and you work on what you need to work on for the next year um, you know you want to have good execution and, and do well um, but like I said if, I, if things are like unfold well for me I think I have a high potential at the games to do well and to mess up some parts of the leaderboard for some workouts. Cause I think there's, there's some holes in my games, but there's also (laughs) workouts that I can, I can do well in.
2: Yeah. we've seen it in the past. And I think we will see again this year that there's going to be athletes like you that will have several top finishes, maybe a couple, not as good, but that ultimately is probably better than, um, you know, just having a A bunch bunch of of middle of the road. Yeah. yep. Just because of the way the scoring system is. And I do think you're also right on track with the women's field being very deep. I think, Sometimes people get confused or misled by that because Tia is such an outlier. So there's just Tia, but behind her, you have to realize that there's like 15 to 18 (laughs) girls that I think are all, you know, like I said, on any given weekend can really have an impressive performance.
0: You, you definitely don't want to take 40th because that means you withdrew <laughs> from the competition. Someone will withdraw, yes. right, Brian? How many people? Let's take. Uh, there's how many people on average. Do you, you know that step, Brian? How many people last year on average draw, withdraw from the games? Two every year.
2: 2018 in the women's field, five. The year prior, three. The year before that, only one. Three. So that's going back a few years. Yeah,
1: two to three, I'd say.
2: <laughs> yeah, so you definitely don't want to be
0: I think this year I'm going to just going to go out, I'm going to say three women are going to drop out for a variety of reasons. Either they drink some of that pond water in Madison. Th- things and can happen. I mean, they that can't it is water. gross.
2: They get it is a different.
0: It, that water yeah. is gross, right? It's no a one ever swims
1: there in that part of Madison.
0: No. And yet the cross the game. That's, I no, guess that's no to test really, your immune system. No
1: one really goes in that area of Madison. Like it's pretty like dead air. Like they turned that area into like, the games but like where everything is is like camp randall like the football field like cole center which is like the hockey field or the hockey stadium or, or basketball like downtown but like where they do the games is like oh i've never been to that part of the campus really and i and i went to I school heard there
0: pour in i heard they're gonna pour in like fifteen thousand gallons of liquid covid <laughs> there and you guys are gonna swim <laughs> through it to see uh to test, like it's, it's, it's an event that you won't know. It's the 16th event, test your immune <laughs> system. Brian, is there anything else you want to bomb the wonderful, uh, Carolyn Privo? God, I can't believe we did this. This is so awesome getting to talk to you.
2: I don't think so. I think we got a, a pretty well, well-rounded perspective of who she is and, and what she can do in this sport. It's, uh, it, it's just another, another athlete that makes me excited that this formats back and that we get to see these men and women for an entire competition on a stage that a lot of them have been prepared to or, or capable of showing out on and just the last two years haven't haven't provided that opportunity
1: yeah i'm excited to do a full weekend I've, um a competition versus like like you said like the five or six events that you often see at the regional or semifinal level so be fun Thank you. Thank
0: you. Hour and 37 minutes. Damn good.
3: Ryan, can you hang up so we can have a real conversation? (laughs) We went by fast.